All right, so this is a quick disclaimer. Um, we were having a lot of audio issues, so we tried our best. This is a really important episode to us. We didn't want to push it to not go up. We really wanted this to go up this week. So I hope the audio is not as bad as we think it might be. This episode means a lot to us. We hope you all enjoy it. All right, on with the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tipsy Talks Podcast. It's Leanne and Kristen. And I'm super, super excited about today's episode because this movie was announced to be sent to digital download a bit early in the quarantine, I think. So it's like been getting me through quarantine. Um, so I'm really excited. I forced Kristen to watch it. <laughs> My mom was really amped on to watch it. It is The King of Staten Island, a film loosely based on Pete Davidson's life. It would be if he hadn't found comedy. That's kind of the vibe that they were going for. Uh, basically a reimagining of his life had he not found comedy and he wanted to open the greatest business venture ever. <laughs> um, Ruby Tattoos <laughs> I fully support it. Oh, fully. I would totally go to it. My mom like was ready to drop some money for him. She was like, let's do it. <laughs> Let me help you fund this, Pete Davidson. It was probably her favorite part of the film. Other than the oh, bar yeah. scene. The bar scene yeah. was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, short disclaimer before we move into talking more about the movie. This is going to contain spoilers. So please, if you want to watch the movie before listening to us, stop. Go do that now. But please come back. Uh, if you don't really care and you kind of want to hear what we have to say, then keep listening and we'll talk more about what the movie meant. It is $20 to rent. And you can check on kingofstatenisland.com where there are places to rent it for you. Um, places like Amazon Prime, YouTube, Vudu, I believe Alamo Cinema's one, uh, Xfinity, like all your on-demand places. You can rent it there. And if you're like, oh, $20, listen, how much would you be spending to go see it in the movies? Because you have the ticket prices that are like $13 in some places, plus the food and drinks. So there you go. Pay it. Yeah. This movie. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, but before we get into talking about the movie, breaking it all down, let's go with our first segment of the episode. What's in your cup? It's like, okay, so I'm drinking the new blue moon. It's the light sky. It's with a tangerine peel instead of an orange, and it's 95 calories and 3.6 grams carbs. Oh, I love that. We love a healthy beer. Yeah. I also drank this while I watched it (laughs) the first time. Yeah. So I thought I I should drink the same one that I watched it with. Yes. Yeah. It's fitting. Yeah. What are are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking this new drink that I came across by the brand Crook and Marker. It's a mango spiked sparkling drink. 
Um, I like this actually because ready, I'm gonna read to you what the can says. Okay. It's made by made with organic alcohol, number one. It's okay. vegan and gluten free. Oh. Um, it's got ancient grains, quinoa. What the fuck? It's like super healthy. Wow. Yeah, quinoa? but it's really good. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Uh, but it's really good. It's 80 calories for one can. The can's 11.5 ounces, and I think there's like 4% alcohol in it. Yeah, mine's but a 4%er really also. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, oh, non-GMO, stuff like that. It's Jeez, really, it's what? really healthy. <laughs> what kind of alcohol did you buy? Where'd you find I, this, Trader Joe's? No, I saw... Um, on tiktok someone i know i know i saw on tiktok someone put up this brand and they had like a bunch of you know spiked sodas spiked teas and lemonades and i was like oh let me try and this is the only thing they had in the, the liquor store mm-hmm. so i tried it and it's actually really good is like, that really, the rum really thing good. or that was a different thing no that was a different thing yeah oh. this is just like a spiked sparkling drink i don't even oh, okay. know what kind of alcohol is in it to be honest but it's really good how fun was that <laughs> Like, it's like liquid cocaine. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Pretty much. It's five o'clock somewhere, you know? Yeah, on in the ocean right now. Oh, there we go. On, on your way to England, it'd be See? five o'clock during that transition. Because they're five there we hours go. ahead of us. Fun there we go. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, anyway. Let's dive right into the King of Staten Island. All right. So I haven't watched it in a few days because I rented it the day it came out and watched it like multiple times in those two days to get my $20 worth of it. And also it was good. And I like rewatching movies to see what I missed the the first time. Right. I notice new things in every single viewing of something that I watch. And Kristen just watched it. Like, she literally finished it and was like, all right, ready to record? Literally. (laughs) Literally. So it's a little more fresh in her mind. So I, on the other hand, have notes because I was watching it so early. I knew I would need notes. So my first note is literally just straight up the opening scene with him driving down the highway, which is actually something that he used to do when he was younger but he wouldn't do it when there were other people on the road he would do it at like night when no one else was there that he could hurt he just wanted to be like if something happened to him it was just him so he would do it with the thought in mind of if i make it i'm meant to be here if something happens to me then i'm not type of thing so that just like rips your heart out yeah yeah when i watched that scene because i had known about it already previously from like different I read some things before I started watching it and you told me some things and when I watched the scene the first thing I thought of was like number one that's ballsy because I am terrified to drive on a normal day when I have my eyes open so to sit there with your eyes closed driving it's really freaked me out and I got nervous for him to know that he was actually be doing this whether there were cars on the road or not um but I think it definitely yeah, and it definitely sets the tone for the whole movie about, like, you're going to get a look into his mental state and how yeah. he is coping with the loss of his father. So I think it was definitely an awesome way to start it, like I said, to kind of give you that, like, window to look into what you're going to be experiencing Yeah, in Pete's eyes. 
Poor Pete. I love that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's such an intense like way to start. And especially you can see like the pain in his face. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I know that he makes like dark, like he has dark comedy, but when you look at a comedian, you don't really expect a movie that they're in to start off like this. Yeah, this is not a first film for someone. This is this is usually like a few fart joke comedies made right before you actually get into their head like that exactly exactly so it was just kind of like a a shocking way to start the movie but I think it definitely when you watch the whole thing you can see that it's it happened for a reason and it makes so much sense yeah and the cut from what happened in the like him in the car by himself like that deep in and even like him apologizing afterwards like it, like that's all meant it's meant for him to get hurt he doesn't want to hurt anybody else and the fact that he hit a car or like sideswiped a car really like it upset him like he was like it, it knocked him back in uh yeah. to present life it just when it cuts straight to like him chilling in the basement with his friends smoking and you can tell that he's bottling it all up. And it's just such a thing with, like, people that do have mental mental health problems. It's like you're so much – you're dealing with so much on your own, and then you're with your friends, and you're trying not to let it overflow into that, especially if you do have such intense intense feelings like that. Your whole day is exhausting because – you're trying not to let everyone else see where your mental state is. You don't want to be a burden on anybody. You don't want anybody feeling what you're feeling and anything like that. So, and he uses, like he jokes during it and everything that he even makes, they even make the joke about his dad and everything like that. And the one guy is his best friend in real life. Ricky was playing, uh, what was his name? Oscar in the movie, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah yeah that is know. one of his best friends and he was like helping write some of the jokes and everything like that where he knew what kind of jokes he can say to pete so they he was able to like all right these are the kind of jokes we actually do say like these are the jokes that we would say about his dad and stuff he knows when it's when it would be too far or when it's not enough of a hit and everything like right. that. right yeah that's the th- thing with this movie you can tell right from the beginning I mean not just the car scene when he's with his friends it has such a huge mental health background to it like literally the entire movie is about this kid's mental health and you know it's you see different sides of it between you know with this family with his friends with outsiders and I think that the one thing that I admire the most about this before we get further into the plot is that Pete was so willing to open up about, you know, what he goes through with his father and like, you know, the demons that he struggles with. And I know he's very open about his mental health now to the public. And I think that it's just super important that he did this kind of movie for people because mental health is such a a topic that has a stigma around it still. And I don't understand why. So this movie, I think it doesn't glorify it. It doesn't talk bad about it. It just kind of gives you like a look into his life like you kind of feel like you're living the life with him so you can see how he's he's dealing with it and that's what I felt when I was watching the scene with his friends because I'm sitting there when they're joking around about his dad's death and I'm like oh my god that's such a touchy subject I don't know if he 
would actually really joke about that. And then I was sitting there like looking at his face. I'm like, no, wait a second. Like if I was put in his shoes, I understand where they're coming from. Like they, they can joke about it. They know their limits with him. And for someone who's dealing with, with mental health issues like that, it's huge to know your, your limits. And also it's huge to know if you can or can't joke with other people about it, if that makes sense. I know both of us have, do have mental health issues, chemical imbalance, however the fuck you want to talk about it. Um, but I, I kind of have the same, I never realize it it's until like starting to watch interviews with him. And then really after this movie, how much in common with him I have with the mental health side of it, not like Crohn's and everything else that he has, but like, right. I, I make those kind of jokes to make myself more comfortable. I'm someone that laughs when I'm uncomfortable. I will make the wrong jokes <laughs> at the very wrong time. Um, and so like this whole time, like I think that's why I've liked it more than most people that I've talked to have watched. Like my sister watched it. Um, I'm not going to get into what she says because I don't know if her and her boyfriend are going to do their podcast which is filming you in a wonderful podcast um but yeah I just feel like I seeing seeing this really brought more shit to light for me and I thought I knew everything already about myself but then I was like oh shit I've done that yeah I feel yeah it yeah I don't know what else to say about that right now yeah, no brain's not I, working right now because i was like Ugh, too much you're saying too much <laughs> no but this is the thing though that's why i think that this movie is so important because yeah. people who might not realize that they're dealing with the same things that he's dealing with it brings that to light for them it's finally like it can click for them like hey i'm suffering from this as well or i'm dealing with this as well and i think that that's such an important thing that this movie does for people because it could be people that have no idea that they're dealing with things and they're just like oh this is just the way that I am but then they can see oh no wait maybe maybe something's going on here you know so yeah I think that you're a perfect example of that for and like other people are going to be dealing with the same thing that you went through with that so thank you Pete Davison for that like seriously I think it's on a date (laughs) hey Pete let me he has no social media i can't do anything um i wouldn't do anything (laughs) should i write him a fan letter does he have a p.o box probably not (laughs) (laughs) what if he does what if i write him a nice lovely letter for you You send a letter to the snl offices (laughs) yeah oh my gosh can you imagine I would punch you in the throat. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do it. I would literally punch you in the throat. <laughs> okay, anyways, we're back. Get away. Back to the movie. <laughs> um, All right. There's one more sp- thing that happened in the basement that I don't even know if you picked up. But mm-hmm. so when Kelsey's trying to get them to like go out, and I don't know if you picked up, but he was literally going, "No, no." He he said like, "It's safe here." no it's safe here yeah like he like and the second he said that i went same boy <laughs> like me too pete <laughs> yeah I that's just like, that's literally that. all i wanted to say about that so after the basement segment 
it moves into the scene when he and Kelsey are sleeping together and he kind of starts talking about how, you know, he can't be in a relationship with her because he doesn't want to hurt her. And, you know, he just does like, she wants to move into something serious with him and, and be more than just a hookup and stop hiding it from their friends. And he's just not ready for it. He just kind of tells her that he doesn't think that they should be more than what they are um he doesn't want to hurt her and when you watch when well when I watched it at least because I don't really know much about like his background like I knew what his past was like but I didn't know much like like I know you knew more than I did but when I watched it I can already immediately tell that this was like it was kind of killing him to tell her hey I'm, I'm gonna hurt you I don't want to do this I don't want to move forward like you knew that he kind of wanted to say hey I do want to try a relationship with you but something was just holding him back and it actually like I had to pause the movie and rewind that part like two times because I actually was like oh my god I, I feel for you yeah it really like just especially just we're, um, we're probably gonna say it a million times but knowing that it's his life it's like it's it make it hits even like harder when he says like self-deprecating stuff or yeah you see the hurt in his eyes especially some scenes you really see that it goes past the movie some of the stuff um yeah exactly and, and even I, like oh sorry no go ahead go ahead even one of her last lines in that scene where she's like i know you think i'm awesome i just don't like that you don't think you are yeah like that little line was just like my heart but yeah when I was rewinding that and watching that scene over again I kind of put myself in Pete's shoes and I was like yeah I how many times have I had guys in my life that I was just telling them either I'm, I don't want to do this because I'm not ready or I'm gonna hurt them or something like that when in reality I literally was just afraid to make that commitment and I wasn't thinking of myself as I don't want to say worthy of but kind of like worthy of that relationship and that line that she says made me literally question myself like wow like do people think of me as like I wish you would look at yourself the way that I look at you because in my head I'm like no one's thinking that but it made me take a step back and think about my own personal life and I'm like wow Pete Davidson I never thought you would be the person that made me question my past relationships are not relationships that I like stopped. It's weird. My next note is literally snide comments at the grad party, just because I really liked his little like under under his breath comments while those parents made a speech. Because yeah. that's literally me at any sort of like anything where someone's like loving on somebody. I'm always making those side like, no, that's not right. They don't actually feel that way. Like, yeah, that's me to a T. Yeah, I thought that that was that was pretty funny that scene. But also, like, I do the same thing with yeah. certain things. Not maybe like not to that extent, but I definitely will sit there and I'll make little comments like, "No, you're lying. That's not true." Something like that. Um, I also think that that just showed the family connection that they have. Because I know, like, there was the argument about what he was actually going to wear, and, like, his mom wanted him to wear his dad's suit, and, like, I oh, feel like... Oh, yeah, that whole dad's suit, like, him going in and opening up yeah. the his dad's stuff, I started to tear up because when he sniffed it and everything, and then when he, like, 
pretended like he was talking to his sister and saying what he couldn't actually say to her to her face. Ugh. Yeah. I that can't. that got me because my thing is I saw it as and I don't know if you saw it this way, but when the mom was telling him like, you know, you should wear your dad's suit, blah blah blah, whatever. I'm thinking to myself, like, he doesn't want to wear his dad's suit because he knows he's not his dad. Like, he knows how great his dad was. And he doesn't want to, you know, number one, open up that wound and rehash, you know, the fact that he's not around and the fact that he's not able to see his daughter grow up and, like, watch, you know, him grow up. But then I thought, like, wow, he doesn't want to put on that suit because then he's kind of, like, the male figure in the family like you know how when a father passes away and there's a son they become that male figure that's what I think everyone wanted him to be and he knew that he wasn't that so putting on that suit was not going to change the fact that he wasn't that and it was just going to kind of make him feel like absolute shit and again like I said reopening up that idea that the father is no longer there so when I watched that I was like oh I was like they're expecting a lot of this dude and he's really struggling in his head right now and they're not even realizing that he's struggling but yet they're gonna fight over the fact that he doesn't want to wear this suit to a graduation party I know it was like that one scene kind of got me in my head ah see I saw it more of like he's just not comfortable unless he's in his t-shirt and sweatpants yeah like I just thought yeah. as they're like come on can you like for once like we know you don't have any of this stuff so just like wear your dad's stuff I saw it more as that and like yeah he does like I mean he was he didn't even hesitate ripping that bag open so it's not like he was yeah like you can tell they preserved I mean in the movie and and in real life he passed away when when Pete was seven so it's like that's mm-hmm. that's all been packaged up you I don't know how many times like his mom's gone in and like had a little smell of his clothes or looked through it. Yeah. Like, but I, I just saw it more as him not wanting to go somewhere, especially like in a big crowd. Like I don't like going to parties when there's like a crowd or anything like that. Like I hate going to those things, mm-hmm. but like he also like trying to make him put on something that's like not him. And regardless, yeah. he still went in like nicer clothes but I think I saw a photo somewhere from his sister's graduation and he literally wore like a t-shirt to his sister's graduation (laughs) listen I support it if he's comfortable yeah like I think um, I feel I I like the way you saw it too but I I saw it more as like you want me to go to this thing like at least let me be comfortable yeah like you're gonna make me put on a suit I don't want to be in a suit I think that's the great thing about this movie too is that you literally can perceive things in so many different ways and depending on where you're at in your head so like I I saw it that way because I felt like you know later on when we get to the part when he starts talking about you know firemen and family and stuff I started thinking about that in my head like maybe he didn't want to have to live up to his father's you know his father's ideas and, and you know who his father was so having to take on that idea of like being that that male figure yeah in the family and like just hearing the things that they were arguing about like yelling at him over a suit was like I don't know that that that's just how I perceived it but yeah. I mean both are probably extremely on brand for Pete yeah <laughs> yeah and then my next note I feel like I sh- like I was kind of just focusing more on just Pete 
So um, I know what would have come in between these two notes is when Ray started pursuing his mom. Mm-hmm. Listen, okay. Which is totally kind of creepy how we went about it. <laughs> yes. I, first of all, I, let's. I mean, power to you, Ray, for having the balls. But also, yeah. like, I wish we knew the proper span, like, time span. Yes. That is the thing. Here's my issue that I have with Ray from the beginning. In the end, whatever. But, like, in the beginning, okay, first of all, I felt like without knowing what was going to happen. So, in the movie, what happens is Pete Davidson's character gives on, a tattoo me, to the same boy. Let me expl- just explain real quick to you. This uh, part of the story mm-hmm. was more Pete... Um, he wanted to show his mom that she could have, like, she could go out. Like, because she still has only been um, putting her full attention to Pete and his sister. She right, She's right. never gone out. She's never had a boyfriend. She's never done anything. So this movie, mm-hmm. he wanted to show her, like, if you want to put this in, you can. Um, but he wanted to show her that they're okay with her having a life. They want her to have a life. Like, that right. was his point of the movie, really, was a love right. letter to her and to show her that he, they want her to have a life. Right. So this okay. part, the Pete and, and his mom, mm-hmm. not So it didn't life. really happen. Okay. No. Um, but in the movie, what happens is Pete gives, Pete's character gives a tattoo to a young boy who he meets. Um, in the end, the father finds out about the tattoo because the kid's only like nine years old. He shows up at Pete's house and is yelling at the mother about, you know, having to pay for the removal, all that stuff. So my issue that I had with this specific moment, number one, I totally get it because I would be the same thing. I would be showing up at Pete Davidson's door like, excuse me, what did you just do? (laughs) 100%. But my problem that I had with this scene was how fast he did literally a 180 from being so pissed at her to when he found out that the father was no longer living and he was just like oh oh shit yeah. i'm sorry and then comes back a few whatever how long it is after to ask her out think, on a date yeah i don't think it was that long because they're in the same outfit yeah i want to say it was probably like it's probably like a few hours yeah a few hours the whole introduction to ray in the movie i got really fired up with but then I started to like ease up a little bit towards the middle of it. Yeah. Um, I also did like my issue with Ray. It's also like I wish that we knew the time frame. Like it just bugs that part bugs me because I'm like, when did he start to preach how he felt that she should treat Scott? I don't want to keep saying. Pete yeah <laughs> when did when did Ray st- start like giving her his two cents about that Scott needs to live like move out and all this shit like what yeah. like how long had you weaseled your way in before you started telling somebody else how to raise their son their 24 year old son exactly I was thinking that, that too and I think that's why out. I was still I think that's why I was still a little annoyed about the whole the way he got into the, the life, their life, and then, you know, how he started to, to put his two, two cents in, like you said, and kind of give his opinion. I get both sides, but it's also, like, su- like suffering with mental health. You're like, come on. Like, in, in your mind, like, in the person's mind, like, 
they are doing their best. They're, they're surviving, they're surviving each day. Like that's all they can do when it's that bad. Yeah. And I think that that shows a good balance. I mean, it shows parents what, what their kids might be dealing with, but it also shows kids like, Hey, your parents just want the best for you. Yeah. So I think it, it shows a good balance for, for all those watching. Yeah. Uh, and to get less like storytelling of the actual movie, we're now just going to move into just kind of saying like little things we noticed about the movie. So first thing for me, and I feel like that's why this thing is getting very choppy right now, is that Pete in that yellow shirt at the baseball scene, so good. I think he looks so good in that shirt. I, first of all, his style in general is everything. Amazing, number one. It's first off, so I good. want that shirt. So if anybody knows where to get that shirt, I think it's an Obey shirt, but I don't think it exists anymore. But I want it. I okay. want it now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that his style throughout the whole movie is really really just like Pete like literally I look at it it's literally his closet I'm 100% sure it's his closet yeah and I love that because you're you're watching a movie about a different named character and everything but then you see him come in dressed like that and you're like you know that it's definitely about him if you didn't know what it was about in general yeah which his name in the movie is his father's name like how sweet yeah Um, it's adorable Another thing that I liked is just any scene with him and the children. I just thought that's really cute because watching, again, the Charlemagne interview, because he doesn't like to do interviews a lot, but, like, he did a really long one with Charlemagne, and he just wants a family. Like, that boy, literally, he wants kids so bad because he thinks that, like, he wants a kid, and then he thinks it'll keep him around because he does, he does have suicidal thoughts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So just, like, any scene with him and kids is just so cute. And I love that all of his friends are in it. Yeah, the scene with the kids, first of all, I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. Both kids are adorable in in the movie. Um, I think that the roles that they play are just super cute. So for if you haven't seen it, the kids are raised kids that he hangs out with a little bit. And they're just like the cutest thing. I feel like it brings him out of his like head when he's with them. And I think that's what I loved about it. Because even if you're just watching the scene when he's talking, when he's uh, letting the little girl sing to him, he's like so yeah. genuinely happy. <laughs> yeah. And like, and just you when he goes think to the school someone... with her, anytime they like show yeah. him in the school with her, it was so cute. Yeah. And you can tell that he just kind of, he wants to be a father, like you said. You can, it literally is portrayed in the movie, so but cute. I think it's adorable. Yeah. It was, it, that's one of my favorite little uh, moments. Um, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay, listen, I, I'm i not attracted to Machine Gun Kelly. I'm not attracted to Pete Davidson, but I'm attracted to their friendship. I love their friendship. Okay. I don't know why. I just do. And the fact that he was in this and just the small part that he played and the way that he act, was like acting, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I See, I wanted to friendship. punch him in the face. Oh, no, I loved it. Because I'm like, this is probably how they are really around each other. They probably mess with each other like that. Yeah. Like, I know he was being serious in the movie, but they probably are doing this, like, 
no, casually yeah, outside a of that, hundred percent. But it. like the character yeah. wanted to punch the character in the face. Nah, I loved him. I don't know why I loved him. Probably because he's toxic, you know. Yeah, you really do like a good toxic man. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Um, What's something that I want to like? say? What stuck out in your head? My, I'm gonna say what my favorite scene was of the whole movie, because I think that it, I, I don't know. It just speaks to me because I have you know siblings and like I know you have siblings too. But this part really got to me. Um, the party scene, the college party scene. Oh, you with liked his it? sister. I liked it because throughout the whole movie, you see that he loves his sister and you see that she loves him and they have like a a different kind of dynamic. Mm -hmm. But in that scene, you see how they're, they're finally relating to each other by doing something like completely out there, like something that I never thought the sister would be doing from the little bit that we saw of her, but seeing them party together and like seeing him let loose and have a good time with people that he felt like understood him. I was just like, this is the cutest scene ever. I replayed it twice because I loved it. Um, yeah, I didn't expect myself to do that, but I replayed it twice because like this is just so cute to see that they're actually getting along and yeah. like not having a hostile relationship. Because even though they love each other, you can tell that there was like their love language is a lot different than most. So yeah. I don't know. I just got really excited when I watched it. I'm like, oh my gosh, he looks so happy throughout the whole scene. And I was just like, college, miss it. I feel that. Another thing that, um, just the moment he walked into the fire station, mm-hmm. I started crying my eyes out for him. Cause I was like, cause like knowing like that's one of the first times he was back at a station, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the ride, his, the ride along, knowing that also like what, like that, that was a really hard day for Pete and the character Scott. It was like hard. You could literally see the tears in his eyes yeah. and the fear that he had seeing them go up in there. Yeah. Um, that, um, that was super, super realistic. I felt like I was actually watching, you know, well, I mean, I was watching Pete Davidson do this, but I felt like it was like a real fire and he was actually yeah. standing there watching this happen. And, and I thought that was really um, a moving scene. And I think another moving scene going back to the firehouse is when they were sitting around the table and, and telling stories about his dad. Yeah. I was like, I love this because I love when other people tell stories about someone that you love or has yeah. been in your life. And I'm like, this is so precious. And, and the just... fact that the one is his dad's best friend. Yeah, that makes it even better. And then at the bar, a lot of the extras in the bar scene were his dad's friends. Okay. So, like, he had all of his dad's friends there doing that. And then the thing that I text you, like, hey, I just found something out, but I'm not telling you until the podcast. Mm-hmm. So the song that they sing in the bar, well, that they, that they quote, unquote, sing at the bar. Yeah. Um, was actually Pete and his dad's favorite song. And I just found that out today. <laughs> so yeah, it like hits even different. That scene so... hits even different. Yeah. Like knowing that that oh was like God, his, so yeah. According to the article that I found, it was like him and his dad's favorite song together. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, stop. I'll cry right now. I didn't cry the entire movie. I'm proud of myself. But now I feel like when I go back and watch it, I'm going to just start bawling my eyes out. Yeah, I feel like I didn't want to tell you too much. 
Yeah. So that you could just like watch it. And then after you watched it the first time, if you really wanted to watch it again, I would just be like, here's everything. <laughs> yeah. Let I'll it, probably let it hit different. Yeah. I'll probably end up rewatching it again before my rental. Yeah. Cause you get it for 48 hours. Yeah. Um, I genuinely thought I was going to cry today watching it. I had an emotional morning this morning listening to country music. I don't know why, but I did. You so have an emotional that... moment every single time you listen to country music. So I don't know why you this did that true. to yourself. But I wasn't listening to like a song that was super sad. That's the crazy part. But I was listening to it this morning and I told Leanne, I was like, I'm going to cry today watching this. And I didn't cry today, but I think it's because I forced myself not to. So I'll mm-hmm. probably watch it again and then like call you crying. It's that kind of movie. It's it's so good. Especially when you like know more about who he is and what like what certain scenes mean. Yeah. Like that scene, yeah. what else is there? Um I don't know. What what's another thing that you like? I want to try not to because I just want to talk about the film and like everything about it. Yeah. But I don't want to because I want people to actually watch it. I think the the best part and I'm not going to say what happens fully, but I am going to say, like, at the end of the movie, you can tell that he's become a changed person. The scene with his mom? Yes. Yeah. Like, through that moment, like, you can tell that he's become a genuinely changed person through the experiences that he's had with the firehouse and, like, with the firemen. And I feel like he kind of understands a little bit more of why his father did what he did as a career and you can tell that he's just different and then his mother is just you can even hear here in how he says certain things in that last scene with her Mm -hmm. like he he starts like whispering certain lines and then that's when you know that's pete not scott talking yeah and it like it you just want to give him a hug because you're like it's okay to feel (laughs) Yeah, sweet baby angel. If you compare to the beginning of the movie when the sister goes off to college and it's just him and his mom Mm -hmm. and how he interacted with her there and then towards the end of the movie how he was interacting with her, you can see the change in that and you can see that like he wants to show you that he has feelings. He wants to let you know what he's feeling, but he's still reserved about it. Yeah. But he feels a little bit better towards the end. Like you can definitely see that change. I was just like this this poor angel he really has changed and even i literally just found my note that says scott saying i miss dad a lot and apologizing for how he was while growing up like that whole little scene is just yeah that gets me even like if i finished crying i'll just cry again when that (laughs) scene comes up yeah yeah you can tell in his eyes like he looks like he's about to break down while he's saying you can see and you can just hear it in the voice like he's choking back yeah i want to I want to rent it again. <laughs> I'm going to make myself wait. I'm going to wait till next month to rent it again. Okay. I support that. So don't let me rent it until next okay, month. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure you don't rent it until next month. I just really, oh, I man. can't wait for the movie, like for it to come out, like officially outside of like the theater digital release. Like I want the commentary. I want the deleted scenes. I want the featurettes. Like I want everything. I'm really interested to see what kind of deleted scenes there are on the DVD once it comes out because that should be I don't know I'm like invested now to see like what didn't make the cut and I want to know why it didn't make the cut 
I know Judd said there was a lot that didn't make it, and it was still a two-hour so movie. Can he release just everything that didn't make it on a separate DVD so I can buy that? Judd, and can rewatch you it? send us just the unedited, just every... I just want all of it. Just give me the rough cut. Not even a cut. Just give me all the deliverables from every single day. <laughs> yes, please. please and, if and you thank you. He would also like to slide in Pete Davidson's P.O. box so I could send him a letter. Thank you. I'm sending him letters. Um, no, my letter is going to thank him for this movie. It's going to say nothing more. I see the difference in your eyes and your line. And what is on top of your beer? <laughs> a, a hair thing. Um, I am not lying. I'm telling the truth. I would love to personally thank him for this movie and maybe ask for some SNL tickets while I'm at it. Ooh, you know? I wouldn't mind some SNL tickets. I actually was looking into SNL stuff for us. But it's like, yes. it's a lot, like you have to email them. And then if you get it, it's like a lottery where it's like you go up in the morning and then you like wait in line all day long or something. I don't know if yeah, you know this about me. Lot. I don't like so, waiting in lines. So No, that's a lot. And yeah. um, Pete, if you are listening to this and you would like to invite us to a taping, um, preferably a taping when maybe Post Malone is the musical guest, I'd really appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. I would love for the taping to have Post Malone as the guest because I just know you would be dying in your seat. You're, her, I, listen, guys, yeah. her love for Post is intense. It's so intense. Let me and tell it's, you. And it's, it, but it's not a love that you would expect. Because no. like, she loves, like, Shawn Mendes. Yes. She loves Shawn Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She likes um, the clean cut, kind of clean cut, but also, like, a little bit of tattoos kind of guy. Yeah. Not, like, face tattoo, Bud Light men. <laughs> Listen, I, when I first heard about Post Malone through one of my friends, I listened to um, Congratulations, and I was like, mm, I don't know. This man, his hair is a lot for me. And then I started watching oh, interviews. Oh, his hair. Like, oh, oh. His hair, yeah. Well, he didn't have face tattoos at the time. He just had, like, sleeves Send and stuff. Send me pictures no of that. Tattoos. I have no idea what he looks like. I, yeah, I will. Um, but he didn't have face tattoos at the time. So I was like, oh, his hair is not a good thing for me. But then I started watching interviews and I was like, wow, this man needs to be my husband one day. So <laughs> Pete Davidson. You this, you're going to remove that. Nope, I'm keeping it. Um, Pete, if you're listening to this and you want to send us tickets, please see if Posty can either be on the show or in the audience sitting right next to me. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, and I'm leaving that as well. Judd Apatow, this was a great movie. Um, yeah. We started out strong talking about the movie, and then I we just didn't want to just explain the whole movie because I, I we really want you to see it because it's really good, and it's number one in digital movies in America right now, and I'm so happy the second i saw that i sent it to Kristen, and i was just like dude i'm so happy for him um but yeah i really want you yeah. to go see it to rent it yeah it's i it's definitely worth, it's really worth the 20 dollars. yeah and i'm saying this coming from someone who wasn't like a huge pete davidson fan like i knew of him i knew of his work but i definitely recommend watching this movie i think that 
again, the underlying message of like, you know, mental health and, you know, dealing with your emotions and confronting your emotions really is strong. And I think it's important for everyone to watch and understand. I think that's kind of why we wanted to do this episode besides the fact that like, a pizza legend now apparently in my in my eyes wow um, yeah which is funny i know because let's hold on because what like a f- few weeks ago you're like i don't even really like him as much as you do because i got mad yeah someone that she's friends with doesn't like him and i said well guess what i don't like him either <laughs> so um Shout out to you because I know you listen to the podcast. I got beef with you because <laughs> you don't like Pete. So there. Um, I really like that you just said that because you were not you literally were like, no, I don't I don't really like him. Don't really don't really like some of his jokes. Da 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 da. But now you like see yeah. him in a different light. And now you understand why he makes jokes that he does. Yeah, here's my thing. I then I find- hold on. I was also like, does she not like my jokes? Because like I have the same humor and darkness no. as Pete. <laughs> no, it's not. My thing is, it's not the jokes because I dark jokes. I'm always for. I think they're great. But my thing that I had with him was some of his delivery of his jokes. I just wasn't really into. So I didn't really pay attention to his comedy. I didn't really like. I'm not a big SNL fan unless someone I like I is love on there. SNL. Yeah, I really someone I like has to be on the show for me to fully watch a full episode. But I just didn't know enough about him to actually consider myself a fan of his. I would also like to add in that um, he's been sober, like pretty sober since this quarantine started. Like in the beginning, he only, he wasn't really smoking that much. And then now one of the, like right before the film came out, he did an interview with CBS, CBS News, somebody, I forget what it is, but um the interviewer was like there's some misconceptions about you and he was like well what do you think I should clear up and the guy the interviewer was like um people think you're on a lot more recreational drugs than you are like aside from weed he's like I'm actually completely sober right now I'm not even smoking weed like he's just on the medication prescribed to him right now and you can even if you look at any interviews that have been promo for this movie you can see how much healthier he is it like his he's glow like his face is glowing like he looks really good and that's not like me like trying to hit on him saying he looks good like i'm saying from someone that has been in a really bad place where it's like i would come home from school or from being working in la for a really long time when i lived out there and i would come visit my family like they would my mom was usually the one that'd be like, you don't look great right now. Like I would be either really freaking skinny or I was like breaking out really bad. Like, so going from like knowing that side of it, like he looks really good right now. Like he looks healthy. He looks, he looks really good. And I just wanted to also say that, that like this film has really helped him and like his mom's even like he even said in an interview that his mom's going out like with friends like she I don't think she has seen anybody yet but he was like she's been going out with friends and he's like she she got the point of the movie the point of the movie was to show her that they want he and his sister want her to have a life 
Yeah. And she's finally, like, she's starting to go out with friends. Like, she'll come home at, like, 2 a.m. from being, like, out at the bar or something is what he said in the interview. I was like, yes, go on, Amy. Oh, oh my gosh. Can I come hang out with you? She sounds like my kind of person. Let's go. There's Tim Hortons on Staten Island. (laughs) Let's go. I think that what you said is definitely correct i haven't been watching the interviews of him from you know before the movie came out or the lead up to the movie so i i can't really judge by the glow that he's having or how healthy he looks but i can definitely say that after a movie like this is released especially since it's so heavily based on his life i can definitely see where you know it's a huge weight lifted off his shoulder for him to feel like that he can finally talk about, you know, his story and his mom's finally understanding where they're coming from. I definitely believe that he probably feels so much healthier mentally, physically, emotionally, um, feels like that weight has been lifted and that people can actually look at him and understand who he is, where he comes from and what he's been through and not judge him for it now. What a great episode I hope we just had. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was a really good episode, different than uh, than other episodes that we have done. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, please go watch King of Staten Island. Um, again, you can go and stream it through the website, kingofstatenisland.com. Am I you correct? You can find the links there. Yeah, kingofstatenisland.com. Yes, There's a little tab that says where to watch. Yeah, uh, it has all the places that it's on. There's like when I was on there, the first day there was at least seven or ten. There might be more. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you can go check it out there. Great film. It is twenty dollars, but listen, it's worth it. That's coming from yeah. a fan of Pete Davidson and someone that originally wasn't a big fan of Pete Davidson. She yes. was also saying that it is worth the twenty dollars. Yeah, definitely worth the twenty dollars. Go watch it. Um, tweet us, Instagram us with your thoughts on the movie. If you have any questions about the movie, tag Judd Apatow. Yeah. And if if Pete comes back to social media, tag him, let him know that we support this film. 10 out of 10. We recommend to everyone. 10 out of 10 would consider marrying. (laughs) You heard it first. Wow. Moving on. Okay, so anyway, after all the love of Staten Island, <laughs> um, there's I found these cards the other day that I believe used to be my sister's, and they're called 52 Silly Things to Do When You're Blue. And I think to start this and to do it in all the other episodes, I think this is a great episode to start it out in. Yeah. So I'm just gonna give a little give a little shuffle and then see what card let's pull like two cards, one for one for Kristen, one for me. And we'll see good. see what we should do, like what how we should make ourselves feel less blue today. All right, we got we got one. Kristen, yours is <laughs> new no. socks and underwear. Weren't you buying underwear last night? I was. <laughs> okay. Okay, this just means I have to actually put the order through today. Perfect. Yeah, you got to put that order through. Okay, so what what should I do to make myself feel less blue? Let's find out. This one's going to take a while. It's going to be like, you're too blue. You're way too blue. Just go to sleep and wake up for the next day. 
Oh my god. Well, that's the directions. <laughs> All right. Well. Go fly a kite. I feel like that's a little rude. <laughs> I feel that's a little bit. Why don't you go fly a kite? Like, that's a bit rude. I mean, you have a kite? No. <laughs> I gotta go buy a kite. I, I support it. You do. And you know what else you support? What is it? Ba -da -ba 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 -da -ba Dad jokes with Leanne! <laughs> Fully support. Really sorry if that um, hurt anybody's ears. So I'm just gonna shut my eyes and pick one. All right. All right, so here's a dad joke. I somehow managed to make it through high school math while only being able to remember even numbers. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Listen, I love that because I had a problem with high school math. <laughs> My high school math was so bad, so I appreciate that joke more than you will ever imagine. Oh, I'm so bad at math. Oh, I'm awful. Awful. Well, oh, man. ladies and gents, this is a great Davidson, episode. Judd Apatow. I yeah. hope you all had an enjoyable time. Thanks for listening. Um, go follow us on Instagram at Tipsy Talks Podcast, on Twitter at Tipsy Talks Pod. Um, you can listen to all of our previous episodes through our website, which is linked on our Instagram. And our personal Instagrams are also linked on the podcast Instagram. My photography is at Leanne Canvas. Go check that out. Buy some things for me. It'd be greatly appreciated. I need the money. We're in a pandemic, people. <laughs> yes. Go buy. Also, um, on our website, there's a submissions form. Send us your oh, yeah. thoughts about the movie. Um, if you have any questions, if you have topic suggestions, or if you just want to say hi, send us over some stuff. We love to chat with you guys. Also, we're always looking for fun stories to talk about. So if you have any fun stories, submit it there. We're possibly going to be doing an episode with a friend of mine soon where we're going to delve into dating horror stories. So if you have any dating horror stories, send it through, send it on through there. Uh, it can be anonymous if you want it to be. Just let us know through there that you don't want your name associated with it. You just want it to be like anonymous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all. Also, we now have a Facebook. Go like us on Facebook, Tipsy Talk Podcast. Oh, yes, we I do. I think that's it. I I think think that's that's it. it. And yeah, I like you guys a lot. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.